Welcome to the new Cyber Frontier, bringing you the latest news, trends, and hottest topics that focus on advances in cybersecurity and cyber industry economics. Our expert yet down-to-earth hosts make cybersecurity straightforward. They ask the tough questions and make this challenging topic something that everyone can understand. Our candid approach lets guests open up on topics we would all like to see addressed. You can find us on the web at newcyberfrontier.com. That's www.newcyberfrontier.com. Now join today's host as he introduces the topic for today's New Cyber Frontier. Welcome to today's episode of New Cyber Frontier. On today with me, Deidre Diamond, the founder and CEO of Cyber SN, and just a dynamic personality. Just talking to her for like 20 minutes. We don't know where the time went. Deidre, how you doing today? I'm doing great. It's good to be with you. Definitely. Thanks for joining today. And you are on what I would call the more human aspect of cybersecurity. You know, where are the jobs and the money people was something I jotted down, which would probably be the title that we run this under. But you're one of those people. And surprisingly, within 20 minutes of talking to you, I know you're effective at it. And you wouldn't even have had to point me to a resume or a list on LinkedIn of all you've achieved just that 20 minutes. And I know. But thanks for joining today. Tell us about yourself. Let's hear it from you. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a very lucky person in that out of college as a criminal justice sociology major where I thought I was going to be a criminal attorney. I ended up uh, meeting two serial entrepreneurs that brought me into um, technical staffing, actually. And so right out of college for 13 years, I was a part of an explosive growth. And I experienced uh, the IT software staffing business. And then I went, they um, owned Rapid7. I brought that model of staffing into software sales and was uh, VP of uh, sales at Rapid7 for to 50 million uh, before I founded my own firm. So I fell in love with the cybersecurity community, super passionate people, protectors, big thinkers. Oh my gosh, loved them. And so when it was time for me to found my own company, I really realized that all these friends that I had made in building Rapid7 uh, were searching for opportunities that would fulfill them at a greater capacity and just struggling with the job search, like literally super struggling. It was obvious that people were even settling because, uh, you know, they have a good gig from the perspective of money or job, but they weren't inspired, right? They were, mm-hmm. they, were, they were lacking opportunity and growth, and they just couldn't find jobs. And I thought, what the heck, how's that going on? And I need to uh, start something new. Uh, it was time to, to do my own organization. And so I decided to fund CyberSN. And today, almost six years later, we're the largest cybersecurity, solely focused cybersecurity talent firm. We uh, are also the founders of the 35 job categories. When I started it, it was 29, it's now 35, over 111 titles that then translated into a platform that I launched at Black Hat this last August, which is an international job uh, platform where cybersecurity professionals can have a profile like LinkedIn, but you're anonymous and uh, you use our technology, common language, tasks and projects to create your profile, same things with the jobs. And so we're just crushing, solving the searching and matching problem in, uh, in job searching for cyber professionals specifically. 
You know, that's really interesting because I know myself being in the cyber profession, it's not, we all make good, decent, whatever you want to call it, money. And 90% of everybody I know, it's not about the money. It's about, no. I want to do something that's making an impact. And we were just talking that I'm, I've am i been doing a startup for three years. And if I wanted to, to go make some money, I could. I wish sometimes I did when I'm, you know, eating the peanut butter and jelly. But other... <laughs> It is. It's all about how can we be fulfilled. So when I look at, you know, you're doing that for the job seeker, how can – I'm turn it around before we talk about the job seeker uh, yeah. and ask how can companies make that environment for the employee? Yeah. yeah. So the first thing I always tell people when they say to me, well, so who's your client, the job seeker or the employer? You know, and of course the employer pays us. And I say they're both my client because a job seeker is always your client. We're all job seekers. You know, at baseline, there's no way you've never not searched for a job. And so we all want the same experience. And what companies need to understand specifically with cybersecurity is that their generalist recruiters cannot find cybersecurity professionals. They're not all on LinkedIn. And, you know, 80% of what we do is technical cybersecurity folks. You know, I'm talking real technical. I and mean, I grew up in the vulnerability days, the uh, management days coming to life in 2007 on, you know, so my, you know, I'm, uh, touch has been very much the, the technical folks well, and we still see the majority on. of the jobs there. Yeah. Hold on a minute. I don't want to stop you, yeah. but we got we to gotta hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back in a minute and we'll keep going on that one. Cyber Resilience Institute helps build strong cyber communities designed to prevent members from attack. Like building a neighborhood watch, it takes coordination and a sharing community to protect our identities and valuables in the virtual world. Typically, we hear that organizations know they need to do something to protect their cyber assets, but don't know where to begin. Let Cyber Resilience Institute help your community create an action plan. Cyber Resilience Institute will build your community or business marketplace so that it is designed to support a collective cyber defense. Contact them for more information at cyberresilienceinstitute.org. All right, welcome back to New Cyber Frontier. On today with Deidre Diamond. And before the break, you were talking about, you know, your passion with cybersecurity and getting people jobs. Yeah. And then we turned it around and said, you know, if people in this industry are always looking to be fulfilled, how can companies change the game to say, we are giving the people a fulfilling job? Yeah, so you got to make sure that uh, you're working with the right job description and a generalist uh, recruiter is not going to be able to create that. It is 80% of the time we're creating the job descriptions with our clients, even the CISAs themselves, right? Meaning there's so much to think about. It isn't just a security engineer. You know, there's seven different types of security engineers. And, uh, and so the first thing we need to do is craft job descriptions that make sense, that will attract people because people want to look at the job description before they'll ever talk to anybody. So what are you putting in front of people? What does it look like? Is it three jobs in one like most of them are? Is it super unrealistic or vague? Nobody's, nobody's going to take the time for that. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. And, and, and my platform has the free technology to do that. Uh, build your jobs for free uh, all day long. Um, the the next thing is that um, you know while they're while professionals are not looking for money, when it comes to the offer stage, they're not going to just take a lateral or take an average offer. You're still taking risk, mm -hmm. so they're not they didn't start looking because of money. But at the offer point, you know, money needs to be whatever money needs to be. 
there is no, <laughs> you know, it isn't like it's set in stone. It's all over the place. Meaning if you want that person, whatever they tell you is what you need to pay. <laughs> you know, people aren't being ir irrealistic, but I am seeing that companies are under budgeting. Cyber professionals uh, on the East are making 20% more than IT and software professionals. And on the West, it's 35%. So uh, you can't be measuring income against what you consider your other technical resources. It's just, it's just not the way it works. And people want, you know, raises to make a move. That doesn't mean that's why they went looking. Yeah. So tell me when they're budgeting, you said they need to budget more. Yes. Give some guidance on how they would do that. Because I think a lot of times it's just, oh, we need to hire somebody new and we don't realize, you know, yeah. how short supply or whatever that resource might be. So that job description sits there with an open wreck for how long? Yeah, it's true. There's nothing out in the, in the, you know, industry that says, you know, here's real time salary data, right? Like Glassdoor uh -huh. or any of the LinkedIn resources, you know, that's old data. I can tell you with the volume of work we do, it changes constantly, you know, meaning every month. Uh, so I am working on a real time salary solution free for everybody. In the meantime, I tell people call us. Like we've got the data. We can like even share our screen and show you, you know, what comes up. Uh, you know, uh, we we work with salary ranges. Just the Equal Pay Act is a is something that we all have to pay attention to. But we ask our, you know, professionals when they make their profiles to choose their salary range that they're in, and it's always accurate. You know, people aren't trying to. You know, there's always a bad actor every once in a while, but who cares about 5% bad actors if 95% are following? So our data is super accurate. But you really have to go talk to specialists. You can't just go hire cyber professionals. Or I, I shouldn't say you can't. It'll take you eight months. You're going to you know, learn all the things we already know, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and you're going to learn them by taking time, you know, uh, making offers that don't get accepted, you know, not even getting people in process for long periods of time because of the job description, you know, so it is great to start that way. And then the rest is what's the story? You know, I tell our clients all the time, you know, we start with a retention story before we start with a hiring story because I'm selling the retention story. That's how I'm going to get them to leave where they're at. So mm -hmm. what do you got? What's your retention story? So explain and, that. You know, explain what that means. That means, okay, so this is what they're going to be doing from day one, probably their first year. What happens in the second year? What happens in the third year? Where's the growth and opportunity for this person? What, what, what does that look like? And what dollars are you putting towards growth and opportunity? Training dollars, mm -hmm. going to going to events, things like that. Like we a story around that. Nobody's going to leave for something that doesn't have that. What the heck would they be to leave? That's what they're leaving for. So literally, that's 89% of the market. Number one thing is opportunity and opportunity falls into training, you know, meaning like they're, they're, they're sort of combined mm -hmm. growth and training, you know, like, uh, and so that's what it looks like. You know, what's the story we're going to tell them, you know, what's the, what's the strategy of the department? Where's so, the department going? So is it possible? Cause I mean, most people look, think of opportunity. They think of changing jobs. Mm. Is it possible for a company to set up opportunity internally where people feel as empowered as if they're changing jobs, but staying in the same place. And how would you recommend that people set that up? Absolutely. It's succession planning. It's not something we see in cyber. 
because the, you know, as well as I know, the budgets of cyber are super small compared to IT you know, software. I mean, we're fighting for headcount, you know? Uh, and so you don't see the juniors getting hired, which is what succession planning is. People can't move on to other opportunities within the organization if there isn't somebody to replace them. So you can talk about opportunity all day long, but what ends up happening is the professional realizes it's not going to happen. Yeah, mm -hmm. They're talking about it, but how's it going to happen? Who's going to take my work? Who's going to replace gotcha. what I'm doing? So succession planning is the answer. I've been out talking. I've keynoted. I've done everything on this topic. So finally, I'm, I'm at a place where I can offer a cost-effective solution. I'm actually launching it in two weeks where I've been able to find a few organizations that are doing hands-on cyber training, you know, so vulnerability analysts or, um, you know, uh, just analyst work in general, but also um, GRC. And, you know, from, uh, you know, not-for-profit trainings that are, you know, working on diversity or just opportunity, you know, folks that don't have opportunity and uh, can provide them at $45 an hour and mm -hmm. keep them in training. And so what I realized is it's like, if they're not going to stay in training, somebody's got to own that. These companies aren't even, you know, there by any means. And if I can own that, I can help. And, you know, I also founded securediversity.org four years ago. So I've got the entry level community that comes to me like crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, solving that gap of how do you absorb those entry level people when, when organizations, A, don't have the head count and B, don't have the training, you know, money. So we all have to do that in the not-for-profit, the grants, you know, mm -hmm. like, and then, you know, provide it at a, at, a, at a reasonable cost for them to say, okay, we can't ignore this anymore. We're just going to lose our talent if we don't. And that's how I'm packaging it and selling it. It's like, do you want to keep hiring every 18 months or do you want to retain your talent? I know you want to retain it. So here's how you do it. You got to have succession plan. You got to have juniors. So when, you talking, know? when we're talking succession planning, are you looking at, hey, companies should be training their cybersecurity people not just on how to you know move up in cybersecurity, but how to move up in the business, the bigger yeah. picture. Sure, for sure. I, I, I personally do emotional intelligence communications training for mm -hmm. cyber professionals. And uh, yes, and all everybody needs this training. It should be for everybody. But, uh, you know, it's super important. We're communicating. You are all communicating with the entire business. And, uh, you know, handling breaches is sophisticated stuff and stressful environments. They're like emergency workers, you know. Yeah, so where's so the care? So often I've seen that, you know, if you're a cybersecurity person, you're never going to get moved up, like you said, because there's no one to replace you. It's such a small knowledge set that they're like, you work here and there's really, you can, you're in the organization. You can't see you're moving up. There's no one moving into your position. And the only way out is get out. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, cybersecurity people are so intelligent. It, it's, uh, and not to say that technical folks aren't, it, it, they are. But my experience, I have people that started in my, are working in cyber for 10, 15 years who are now doing other things, running business units, and still, you know, work around cyber every day. Of course, we have, and they're brilliant. They, I believe humans can do whatever job they want to do, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and specifically cyber people. Yeah. I think we're pigeon held a lot right now as tech. Um, and so therefore maybe don't get seen, but you know, tech people are pigeonholed in the same way, you know, like true tech, uh, is, 
we're just in society in general, the, the, the training of communication and, and management isn't existing in tech or cybersecurity. It's like you get promoted because you've done a good job. Yeah, you know, and there's no executive training or management training dollars, or you know. So it's the whole as a society, we're just erroring. Let's know? hold that and, thought, and we're going to come back after we hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Welcome back to New Cyber Frontier. On today, talking to Deidre Diamond, um, the uh, CEO and founder of CyberSN. Deidre, we were talking before the break about you know the companies and helping the companies to to design how to keep people. Now let's talk about t- speaking to the the workforce themselves. It's a hot market right now. Do you think that it's a bubble that maybe sometime you know we see a lot of wage increases right now and everything, but sometimes we get enough people in the cybersecurity industry and the bubble pops. What do you think? I don't think so. I think that we're so behind. I mean, we're truly behind. I mean, it takes years to create a, you know, an effective cybersecurity professional, Mm -hmm. like years, like after college years. And depending on what path in cybersecurity, it could be another three years, you know, uh, to be that expert uh, that can handle the work. So I don't think there's a bubble. I think that, uh, you know, what's you're going to see IT and cyber merge more, right? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, why do we, why is there such separation? You know, that cost of separation is expensive. If you, you know, my chief security officer is also capable of running IT and he does. So why do I need an IT manager or an IT, uh, you know, executive? I don't. I, but it's very hard for an IT person who hasn't touched security to oversee security. In fact, it's impossible to really do it correctly. So, um, you know, I think we're going to see them the bleed together more. So we're going to see more IT professionals train in security. And so we'll, we'll, we'll be able to get that gap closed faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and that's happening, you know, mostly through regulation. I mean, you know, I, I started in 2007 and it wasn't until PCI started finding in 2009 that anybody cared about vulnerability management other than the big financial institutes. Right. And it wasn't until HIPAA, you know, started finding, right. So nobody cared until then, honestly. Mm-hmm. And so it still continues with GDPR and privacy and right. These other things. And so, and we know we're going to see more of, of that regulation. So, uh, so no, we've got a problem on our hands and we're short and people were short diversity. You know, you know mm-hmm. we still sell girls at school not to be in science or tech or, you know, like that's just starting to improve, but super not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so uh, I wish, but no, there's no bubble here. <laughs> no, bu- okay. Well, good to hear. No so now you, you work with a lot of people and you said there's a, 
you started out talking about uh, people looking for jobs, people on LinkedIn having a hard time with searches. You know, why the discon- disconnection? Why the discontinuity if there's so many jobs out there and so short? Well, speaking cybersecurity is very difficult. You know, I struggled. I had to build this platform that I was telling you about. Uh, we used it internally for three and a half years. I had to build it in order to have a cost-effective sale uh, because a security engineer could literally be 10 different profiles. And that's mm-hmm. before you add sort of how many years of experience. I mean, just in what tasks and projects they would be working on. It could be 10 different scenarios. And so whereas in, traditionally, at least in, in technical recruiting, let's say a network engineer you know, versus a, a security network engineer, you've got one or two profiles. And so a recruiter can kind of get it down. Uh, so we've got the, you know, the common language. It's just, it's just not a common language to recruiters. Uh, and so you've got that problem. And then you've got the problem of cybersecurity professionals are employed. The game of getting people on the phone. Oh my gosh. And, you know, for, you know, 20 years, I was able to, you know, have inside sales environments, get 20 people on the phone a day. Nowadays, if you're a rock solid sales leader, you're going to hope for four. So can't talk to people like used to talk to people. So you, if your job description is lame, you're not talking to anybody, you know, uh, you know, if you can't figure out how to get people to get to talk to you, then, mm-hmm. you know, and which is hard, it's hard for sales people out in the world now. It's why we all have so many emails, content marketing, you know. But that's for salespeople trying to find cybersecurity professionals. What Same. about the other way around, the cybersecurity professionals that say, I can't find anything or I'm having a hard time getting connected? Why? Well, the job descriptions don't make sense. So if they're really serious and they'll still apply, like mm-hmm. they really hate where they're working and, you know, they're going to reply. Or if they're, they know they need their jobs ending, it's a contract, they're going to apply. And so they spend, what we could say, 10 interviews to maybe find one that's a possible fit. Mm-hmm. So they're literally talking to people about jobs because recruiters want to talk to people internal recruiters actually they want to talk to you know folks but the match because of the common language is so bad it's not the right fit so literally you're talking maybe one out of ten that's enough to go you know to keep interviewing that's how bad it is you know i've seen that too where people there's the same job description that somebody's caught copied and pasted and it's floating around for for ten different companies and it's just everything you could possibly think of in cybersecurity with the most highest credentials and 30 years of experience. Exactly. Exactly. It's ridiculous, which is why our platform, you know, you create the job using our taxonomy of common language of tasks and projects associated with functional roles. And, you know, that kind of data makes sense, you know, to us all. We can look at a job and be like, oh, I'm qualified and I'm interested or I'm qualified, but I'm not interested because I don't want to do 60% uh you know grc i'll do 20 but i'm done with 60 or you know whatever it is the ability to look at a job advertisement and say i'm qualified and interested or not within one view must be the way that we live in society now Now, i've done it for cyber and i'm going to continue to own it for cyber and then take it out to everywhere else but that has to happen like what are we doing the dating apps have done that you don't upload your resume on your dating app. You answer very specific questions with a yes or a no. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You're not typing in your own stuff anymore, you know, like, and so I am liking what, what I'm doing to the dating apps and what's happened. Those dating apps have created a lot of retention of relationships, people sticking together for long periods of time because they have choices that are good choices and not just like one thing. And I, I got to accept, <laughs> you know, like I, I met somebody at work or a bar. Great. There's my choice, you know, mm-hmm. random meeting. That's why divorce rates are pretty damn high prior to the dating apps, and they're getting so much better. Literally, are they? I have oh, I, yeah. not. Oh yeah, not night and day. The rate, the rates of people staying together, meeting on the dating apps. They're yeah. really meeting. They're 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 selecting their criteria, and then they have volume. <laughs> you yeah. know, you're gonna you you have put those two things together. Greatness happens. It's the same thing with job searching. Like you want to see five, six opportunities minimum that you, you know, you want to see what's going on in the market. Why can't you? That's ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous that nobody can. Now we're going to make it happen in cyber that, you know, such that all jobs are in one place, right taxonomy, common language. So that can happen. And then we'll prove it, prove it there and take it out. But like, I mean, how ridiculous. Like we're, we're literally limiting opportunity for jobs based on a broken job searching system. Yeah. So how often, if we think about now, I'm the job seeker, I'm looking for a job, what should I expect to transfer to somewhere else in the country? Um, are most, a lot of more coming online, it's like at home, because after the COVID, yeah. we found that it seems to be everybody can work at home now. Uh, is yeah. there more direction to it doesn't matter where you live. What are you seeing happening on, around this? Absolutely. I've been writing a blog since COVID, by the way, every two weeks in the state of the cybersecurity market. You can find it at cybersn.com. Uh, what What's going on right now? And also, you know, definitely remotes now um, 80% of the time possible and not worried about after COVID, whether they're remote or not. Um, and, and the folks that are doing that are, are super smart because more people want that than not. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, of course, the roles that are, you know, the most popular, most sought after application security, security engineering of, of any kind, cloud security for sure, and product security. You know, product security, of course, is heating up big time based on regulations. And, um, and there's definitely a difference between the East and the West. I was sharing this with you, you know, earlier. Uh, you know, the Silicon Valley stock options for security engineers is significant. You're talking seven digits uh, should you have that skill set. Uh, and, of course, leadership and what have you. you. We don't see that on the East Coast. There isn't a stock option real, you know, play out here by any means on the East. But on the West, it's, uh, I tell people all the time, if you can make the move and go play that game for a little bit, why not? It's a totally different financial game. Uh, and I only say that as a human that's, you know, wants to know all my options. And I think all humans should know all their options yeah. and make decisions good for their family and them. What makes them happy? So there is a difference between East and West income without a doubt. So do you work mostly with extremely seasoned professionals, uh, mid-tier or younger people? What's your kind of level or is it across the board? Yeah. Um, so- experience organizations typically don't pay for you know entry level or junior skill sets they have you know sort of ways to do that with schools or what have you so uh five to ten years uh experience is sort of our our sweet spot and uh and then leadership because you know we're working with leadership to find those people so they are also our clients when they need to you know search 
so yeah, it, it, we're we're right in the heart of uh, anything security, engineering, uh, architecture, leadership, and then GRC. All right. So uh, give any give a shout out to how people get in touch with you. Who would benefit from contacting you, and what types of people you're looking for right now? Maybe even. Absolutely. So cybersn.com under search jobs, all of our jobs are posted in that format that I told you, and you can look on your mobile too. Super easy and uh, beautiful. <laughs> uh, you can find any in lots of resources at cybersn.com. You can find the 35 job categories. You can find our no more platform, which is the international job platform and profile platform. Make your profile. This way employers can find you all over the world. Who knows what opportunity might come your way? Have a profile, keep it updated, and jobs will knock on your door. Never mind, you could apply to jobs if, you're, if you'd like. And um, you can find me at uh, uh, also on cybersn.com. All my contact info is there. I'm, I have an events page there. I'm always speaking at uh, events and uh, you can find me there. All right. Anything else that uh, would be beneficial that you need help with or things that you want to bring to the industry or listeners' attention? You know, I would say that uh, really it's, you know, CISOs out there listening, when you're taking jobs and organizations tell you you get to hire people, uh, if you don't have an agreement that you get to use an outside staffing agency, you're not going to be successful. And I've watched for years this happen. So now I'm telling everybody in advance, get it in your contracts, have the agreement, have the conversation because you can't afford eight months for your job to be open. And there's no way you're going to fill it in less without coming to a resource like us. And so really it needs to be a part of the conversation because this is the number one reason why CISOs are leaving their jobs every 18 months. They're told they can come build a, a security practice. They get the open jobs, but they get no budget to use an outside agency. You can't fill it any other way. We're short 500,000 people. Everybody's working. You can't find them. You can't speak their language in recruiting. We, really, you're not going to fill them. I think uh, it's a way to get CISOs and they get their, the, the company gets their compliance work and, you know, 18 months later we find another. So let's stop this uh, and, and get it in your budgets. Yeah. And don't burn yourself out because you're pulling the weight for all those people you can't hire. Yeah. yeah. Don't take a job that isn't going to give you the budget to staff your team because it's not possible to do it without a resource outside. All right. Well, thanks for joining today, Deidre. It's definitely been a pleasure. Totally. Ditto. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to New Cyber Frontier. Remember to follow or like our post and circulate each new show to your networks. We keep you informed, bring you the latest news, explore new trends, and find the hottest topics. With New Cyber Frontier, you don't have to be a computer or cybersecurity expert. Just get plugged in. We encourage you to get involved. Tell us what topics interest you and join our mailing lists. You can find us on the web at www.newcyberfrontier.com. That's newcyberfrontier.com. Check out our previous interviews and please let us know if there are any topics that you would like to hear discussed. See you next time on New Cyber Frontier.